it's Allie Rose, and you're listening to Perfectly Imperfect. Thank you so much for tuning in and all the support. Today, we're going to be getting into something that I think drives people in our everyday lives, which is passion and having passion in all different types of way. Um, what makes you passionate as an individual? I came across this quote, and I love it, and it says, uh, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. And I think that's what passion is all about. It can be a feeling. It could be a talent, a hobby, a person, a place. But it's definitely something that I think drives our inner voice and lets our inner voice kind of shine and come out and makes us individuals. It's beautiful because we are all talented and passionate in our own way. And today I have the perfect person to talk about this with. Um, he is very special guest who uses his voice to express his passion and what he wants from life and everything like that. The extremely talented Desi Garcia. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on, Ellie. Yeah, of course. You. I'm so excited you could come on. Good to be here, of course. Thank you. So let's get into it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you for people who don't know you. Where are you from? How I'm old from, are you? Yeah, I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm 26 years old. And I love to play music, write music, perform for people. And, uh, yeah, everything music. Just, like, uh, hang out with friends, you know, play with my dog, go to uh, play golf sometimes, and but mostly just writing music and being in the studio and stuff like that. Right. Are you in the studio, like, a lot? Do you, How much do you think music takes up, like, your day-to-day -day life? Yeah, so I <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I, um, I always, I'm always playing gigs weekly, but writing is mostly uh, daily. Right. Um, whether it's good or not, you know, trashing a lot of stuff and using – good stuff i usually about yearly i work on a new project so mm -hmm. right now my project island which should be coming out in the end of may probably mid end of may is what i've been working on primarily for the last year or so oh, that's amazing yeah. everyone you hear that end of may yeah it's gonna be a, <laughs> a five-song album it came out awesome so no that's so exciting yeah when when did you start getting into music like when did you start really discovering like your talent and that this was something you wanted to do um I always sang like I always could sing yeah and then um I got a guitar when I was 12 my dad bought me one because I was playing a lot of guitar hero mm -hmm. and uh I don't know it always came naturally to me when I was like 15 I would go to open mics and I got gigs quick right so once I was really gigging before I really knew what I was doing at all so I was making money playing you know not really well and then I <laughs> took it more seriously as I got older and started to learn guitar better and learn how to write and read music. And now, you know, 10 years later, I'm, I'm a full-time musician, professional, and recording artist and singer-songwriter. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah, that's amazing. If you would have asked me that when I was 16, I probably would have told you I was, I'd play college baseball or play hockey. Or, right. But I don't know. It was always meant I love what I do, so I'm super happy that I get to do it. For, right. You know, for a job. Which is huge, and like people always say, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah, I hear that a lot. It yeah, can be, it can be hard. It can be hard <laughs> at times. Right. I do love it, but the hours are tough. You know, you don't get to hang out with your friends, and you don't get to like enjoy parties, or like you miss a lot weddings, or your friends' weddings, or like family stuff. But the sacrifice right. is always worth it because it's it's so fun to play, and especially when you kill a show. You know, uh, there's nothing there's nothing else like it. Like that feeling. Yeah. Being on stage, crushing it. Right. It's so fun. Right. It's nerve-wracking sometimes, but... Yeah. When was the first time you, like, performed your own song? So, 
I had been my first song I ever wrote was probably around 2015, and I remember playing at bars and people liking it. I don't remember exactly when it was, but mm-hmm. I'd been playing it and people would ask me to play it again, and I was like, okay, I have something here. But I always had, had this like innate thing in my mind to like to write. Like even when I didn't know how to play guitar, I'd borrow like a guy a buddy's guitar and I'd make up these songs that made you know they were terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> and like okay. I would always kind of write, you know, like when I was. I think I was 10 I wrote a song about baseball. You know, right. like I was always writing. I'm not very artistic in a sense of like I couldn't draw a picture. Yeah. I couldn't uh, paint. I could be, I can barely write well. I could, like handwriting is very bad, but I'm yeah. very creative when it comes to concepts of songs and how I can create on the guitar and singing and how to make people feel through through like a two-minute right. song. Right, right. Like the feelings you express and your art comes through your lyrics. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. and, and like... I love to write like symbolically rather than like something corny that's like, you know, a lot of the stuff that's big right now is like super straight up. I like yep. to write about something that may, you know, you can make it your own for right. what you're going through. It's always been like a huge part of how I write. Right. I was going to ask that if you write more of like what you think people would like or what you are feeling in that moment and people can relate like that type thing. Yeah, I think it's like a happy medium because you don't want to be, you know, there's like a lot of, for instance, like there's a lot of like poetic rappers that don't make it because of they're so quick and in depth and people right. are like, you know, I can't catch that. So yeah. I think it's a happy medium, being creative with it and being symbolic and, you know, metaphoric, but also being, you know, letting the listener listener hear what you're saying and and such. But I write with this kid, Vinny Rivezzi, he goes by Summit. Okay. And uh, I don't, I've never written with anybody else. This project is the only time I've ever written with anybody else before, lyrically. Mm-hmm. I write all the music, no matter what. But uh, he's great with that, and we did a good job of finding that combination. Yeah. And if you want to listen to his music, he goes by Sum It All Up on, uh, on Instagram. He's great. And he's, right. on, he's on Spotify and iTunes, just like me. Oh, so, yeah. By the way, people can listen to my music <laughs> on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and YouTube and Amazon Music and all that stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Just under your name. Yeah, Desi Garcia, D-E-Z-I. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Um, No, that's so cool, that's so cool. Do you think there's, like, certain situations, like, when you're writing something, is it what you're kind of going through, like, that inspires you? Like, do you notice it when you look back and you're like, wait. That's a great question. You can't, I always feel like I can't write, I can't just sit down and write. It's always, like, after I've been through something really shitty, can I swear on this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. After, is, yeah. after what I've been through, something, like, really shitty or even, like, really good or, like, a long span of time, encompassing that and kind of, like, letting it, like, kind of, you know, brew. And then, I don't know, always something comes out of me. But I don't really, as much as I write, I don't really focus on, like, I need to write a song. It's always like, oh, I like this riff. This riff. Let me see what I can do with it. Right. I feel like if I sat down and pressured myself to do something, it wouldn't be that good. Yes, I totally can relate because I'm writing a book right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, surprise, surprise. And um, I've been writing it for like the past like year and a half. And it's hard for me to just like sit down. Okay, like I want to get some more pages done. You know, like my people are being like, all right, like Mm -hmm. let's get this moving. But it's like, no, I can't. I literally when I feel it or something like is happening where I can relate to it and put it into my words it's so much easier and it comes across so much more real and like honest. Yeah. I think there's something to that. Like once in a while, something will hit me randomly and I'll be like, okay, I gotta get to, I gotta get to the guitar. I gotta get to the notepad. But, um, 
I know what you mean. And what's your book about? Like, what kind of, is it a novel or? Yeah, so, kind of, yeah. So, it's, like, based off of um, things I've gone through in my life. Very cool. And just, like, kind of how I've coped with it through life. Like, it's kind of like a diary, but. Very nice. You know, just a little twisted, and it's not like I'm writing. I'm Yeah, I'm kind of writing from me. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how people can write about something that's not about themselves. I mean, my buddy Nick Duffy. He goes by Nicholas Kurt Duffy. He's a he's an author. Okay, I'll have to yeah. link you up with him. He's a really, really awesome dude. Oh yeah. And um he wrote a couple books and I always ask him about that. And he, he's very good at you know, everything comes from something inter- internal. Agreed. You know, even like emotion in some of the songs that I write, even if the words are positive, it might be coming from something different. So if I feel some sort of way, I'm like you writing. I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can write something down. Right. Get into the creative process rather than forcing it on yourself. But everybody has a different um, work ethic and different um, way. Approach. Yeah, different way to do things. Right. There's there's no wrong way to do it. There's no rule book on how to write. So that's the cool thing about being creative is, you know, I mean, some people follow follow it by the book, no pun intended, but I like to do things a little bit differently. Right. As I think you did too. Right. Just let it flow. Yeah. Why not? But um, I bet it's cool like looking back on certain songs you've written like year, you know, like years ago and like putting yourself in your shoes when you were writing that at that time. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Right. Yeah. I have a song called Visions that mm-hmm. I, I actually had to re-record three times. Oh, really? So that's the one that's out now. And I'd written it in 2016 and now and then released it in 2019. Yeah. And it brings me back every time, more specifically than others. Right. What is it about? I'd gotten into this, like, really bad car accident in Cape Cod when I was living on Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, I had like, a bad concussion, but I kept having this, like, reoccurring dream about this, like, girl. At oh, the my en- God. At, that was, like, in the same room, but she didn't have a face. And she was like, yeah, very odd. But I woke up and I wrote about it. And it ended up being like a song when I play out, people sing. But it's like a happy song. But it to me, it brings me back to that place, you know, it would be almost like a nostalgia, like very, very nostalgic place. That's wild. Yeah. A little weird, but. No, it's so cool. <laughs> that is yeah. so cool. Thank you. Um, do you think all your songs have like, I mean, you said like you write it from a place within. So they all kind of have like your own story on them. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of my brand and my music that you can make it about what you're feeling um, rather than like um, I didn't ever want to be like I feel this I want to be like you know so general that someone can make it feel they can feel the way that I feel in, in their own in their own kind of way it's right. kind of hard to explain but um, you know I, I don't like to be too direct I want to be like you know more symbolic and more I think that um, part of the brand of what I what I like to write about is like you know love um, and I want the music to be fun. I never want it to be too serious. Okay, yeah. And so is it mostly fast? Is it fast paced? Like a lot I'd, of them? More I'd say or? I'd say more or less. And this album is one song that's slower, but not too slow. I mean, uh, it's upbeat. It's it's like good, still it's a good, good vibe. Yeah, it's not like country music, but it's it's in between you know rock and indie rock and and singer songwriter type stuff. It's yeah. kind of not by the book, like I was saying. It's a little bit different. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's for everybody. That's what I think is most important. It's not like you know, when we look at my stats on Spotify, like there's this app that you can look at all like your listeners, your age, age and your demographic. And yeah, it's all over the place, which I think is awesome. Oh, yeah. Having a big I never wanted to, Yeah. I don't want to be like a, you know, 
focused on one type of people. I think it's for everybody. And it's right. super important to me. Right. And it's stuff that all different types of people can relate to, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you play guitar too. Yep. And you said you started that first Guitar Hero. Yeah. And then you were like, let's try this real thing out. Yeah. I, was, I memorized the songs and my dad got sick of the songs, so he bought me a guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you um, kind of take, <laughs> no, that's cute. Did you take lessons or anything? I did. I still take lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. Always working. My guy, Jay Graham, Union Music. Yeah. I don't do it as much anymore, but I, when I need to need help with something in uh, writing on the guitar, right. I never took a voice lesson ever, but um, I probably should. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's how I went. It was, I, I only, t I took like lessons for like five years straight and then kind of started gigging a lot and it gets hard when you're gigging five, six times a week to do that, you know, cause you got to right. stay practicing all the time, new right. songs, new songs, you know, especially when you're playing covers all the time. So now that I'm focused on original songs, things have been a lot going a lot smoother. Right. I've always been an original artist, you know. Right. I don't like going up there and playing, you know, if someone goes up and play Wonderwall, it's very annoying. It can be very right. redundant. So do you ever it. do covers? Yeah. So if I get hired, like I do like parties, weddings, mm -hmm. house parties, bars, venues. So you have to, if you they hire you for three hours, you have to play you know, I don't have, I probably have an hour right. and a half of original music, which is a lot. Oh, yeah. But you got to throw in some stuff to keep the crowd in it sometimes. Right. But when I play cover songs, they're, they're more eclectic. They they aren't like, you know, the typical songs like Wagon Wheel or something like that. Right. I was going to say. Which is, those, those are great songs, but. Right. I can't do it. It's yeah, no, I get it. I was going to say, um, is there like a strategic way you pick like what covers you're going to sing? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the crowd. You know, right? I mean, like, have you ever been to the Black Rose in Boston? Yeah, in Faneuil Hall. So I played. Yes. I've been playing there for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. And when I play there, I have to play stuff that's upbeat to the crowd that that they can sing. Right. If I were to play like, you know, a wedding cocktail hour, I'm playing covers that might be like Adele or like Amy Winehouse or right. like um, U2, something that can be more like spun in a way that can be relaxing. Yeah. Every set's different, but when we play venues like music halls and stuff it's all original yeah which is super fun no that is so cool that's my favorite part right just feeling the crowd and the energy yeah. i mean a bar gig is super fun anyway so it's always right. a good time right <laughs> um Everyone's drinking and right when you started like you obviously were really young when you started singing and getting into everything were you always like okay like i'm definitely going to be this or do you ever take like a different direction because you thought you had to or you know yeah um I don't know. I always just did it. It wasn't yeah. really a thought. Like I won, uh, I would go to like talent competitions and stuff, but I didn't want to do it. Right. That stuff I didn't want to do, but I always knew I'd like, if I was at a party, people would give me the guitar and we'd play. You know, really? I was yeah. always, it was just something I always did. Yeah. And I never had a fear of crowds or anything like that. Right. Like I'd get more nervous about something like this than I would about going in front of like a couple hundred people. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just always been kind of natural to me. Yeah. But, um, that turned, like I was telling you, that turned into like being a professional. Like before it was just like, I liked to be in front of people, be the center of attention. Right. And it turned into like writing and being real serious about it, which is, which I think is very important, you know. 
Oh, yeah, I know. It's huge. Never wanted to be the guy that played, like, the same bar for, like, 50 years that's, like, fat and overweight. <laughs> Has a beer, the same beer every time. Right. Makes 50 bucks to play. Right. You like to constantly change it up. Try to get better and try to play bigger and better places. Right. Try to do the best thing, you know, just keep... I always played as many gigs as I could until the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of reassessed my situation. Like, okay, what, what can I do more than just playing at bars and stuff like that to... uh amplify this original music that I have, this catalog I have. So this next album's huge, you know. Um, essentially, all the money I got from that COVID, whatever it's called, the stimulus. <laughs> oh, yeah. The went to this recording. Right. Um, and writing it during this not being able to work. So it, there's a lot of angst in the album, but there's also a lot of freedom. And so you kind of feel it as it goes. It's angry, and then it's, like, really relaxing at the end. So oh, it's kind that's of, so yeah, beautiful. Like, we're going to be okay type thing, you know. Right. The album's called Island because I think we all, at all times, feel like you're on your own, right? Yeah. So the last song's called Island on My Own. So the album's called Island as in, like, you're on an island on your own. Like, you're just, like, that can be great, but, it, like, some people would love that, but some people would be very angsty. So it's kind of like that dynamic. Right. No, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, and it's not, like, incredibly in-depth. It's more, like, just a simple concept. Right, but, but that's the deeper, like, meaning yeah, behind it. Yeah, that's the concept of it. Yeah. Was it hard for you, like, when you were going through COVID? I don't know. Did you perform at places during COVID? Or? In the beginning, I was playing outside. Yeah. Because it was nice out. Mm-hmm. And then as it got worse and worse out, like, weather-wise, they made the mandate you couldn't sing inside. Yeah. So I couldn't, but I was on Instagram live and I did well. Like people like were great with tips and I'm going to continue to do that too. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Desi Moonstrings. Desi Moonstrings. I need followers, so please follow me. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh yeah, uh, hit that follow button. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to keep doing that and that goes well. Like people like it, so just working on the production quality and, you know, getting the best stuff to make it sound great. Right. um, Rather than just having my phone on a stand in my living room. Yeah. Hopefully we'll keep doing better and making it making it better and better. Maybe do special sets and maybe have people um if you message me and want me to learn me learn a song, I would love to like, you know, do that on a live set. Oh so yeah, that'd be comment. so cool. Don't forget to I mean if you want to message, ask me questions, whatever, I don't care. I'll write back. I'm not a you know, I'm not cocky or anything like that. I'm very easy right. to Right. Um, did you ever have a like a job or a profession where like you literally didn't want to get out of bed and go to? Um <laughs> my first job was Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Duncan's. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I was making medium ice coffees for a year in junior, my junior year of high school. Right. And then a guy that I used to make his coffee all the time, I'd played an open mic for his place. He had it at his, his restaurant called the Parkway Diner in Worcester. Oh, yeah. And I played it and he came up and he said, hey, do you want to play 75 bucks on Friday? And I said, yeah. And I went to my manager and I said, hey, I quit. See you later, and that was the last time I had a job. Oh my god, <laughs> that is insane! Yeah, I had a job out here doing like some audio work. I was producing a little bit, but I didn't really like it. Yeah, um, I respect it, and it's awesome. But I, l- I just knew that I'm I'm a player and I'm a recorder, and right, I just love to write and record and play. Right. You know? How wild though, if you weren't at that Duncan's, you know, like you wouldn't have met him, and then wouldn't have got that yeah. gig. Yeah, it was not fun. But, <laughs> I, I mean, God bless you if you work there. There's nothing wrong with it. Right, right. Um, no, I know, and that's, like, a huge thing I just, like, want people to take from it is life is too short to not be doing something you love. Oh, I mean, that's like, the hardest you know? part about when you do something you love. I mean, I'm sure you know. Right. People, people get hateful, and they get 
they tell you how, they're very preachy. Like, oh, like even last week, uh, my dad's my dad's friends, my mom's friends, they'd be like, hey, I, why don't you do this during the day? You could do gigs at night. I'm like, if I focused on anything other than what I'm doing because I love it and what I do well, then that takes away from my passion and my hard work to it. Right. I wouldn't be the musician I am. You wouldn't be everything you are without focusing on that. And Putting your it. all into it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of musicians, I think, that, feel that innate pressure and that internal pressure of people talking. Think yeah. That, and I, and I've felt, I fell victim to that when mm-hmm. I was younger. I was like, Oh, I should go to college. Like I gig through college and I, I don't have a job in my degree. I still, I'm still gigging, you know, right. Which is, and I'm glad I went, but it's something to people want to feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's okay. But there's the comfort for me is that I, not giving up. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And also knowing what I'm doing is what I should be doing. I mean, if I didn't feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been times where I'm like, I do not want to do this fucking show right now. Right. 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 But at the same time, it's like, it always pays off. Every time I play, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that. Or I'm glad I worked on music today. Right. It's never like, I just love it. You know, you can't not love it, what you do. If you don't love what you do, I will recommend to anybody, do something else. Right. That's why there's miserable people out here. Exactly, and it's never too late to start either, you know? Make make the best decisions so you can do what you want to do. Yes. Yeah, like a huge thing I talked about is feeling like pressures, like, oh, why aren't you doing this or why are you going here doing that? It's like life is so short. I'm not going to spend a single day not being obsessed with my life and loving it. And, of course, you're going to have your bad days. Like, that's normal. That's Mm -hmm. understandable. Those days where you're like, I don't want to go to this gig because I'm tired or you know, or whatever, you just did how many shows in a row. Yeah. But it's like you step up and you doing the, putting in the work and doing it just makes it like feel so much better. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's everything. Like everything. Said, focusing on, I mean, focusing on yourself is huge. That way you can be good to, toward other people. That's something I learned in the last year. If you can focus on you, focus on your passion, focus on getting well for yourself, that means you can help other people and do the best job you can do. I think it's a huge lesson I've learned in the last year. Right. Yeah. Was, have you had any hiccups where you're like, as for a second, you're like, should I redirect this or? Yeah. You many. Ha- yeah. Yes. Um, I was on a show, I was at a show playing probably four years ago and the sound guy turned my music, my mic and my guitar off while I was playing a song. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was young, I was like amateur musician. I wasn't like where I'm at now. Yeah. And I flipped out and jumped off stage, tried to go after the guy. But oh my god! I, but it's taught me a lot to like be patient, and you know, there's many things I can go on and on and on. But like right. things like that, like when people see you doing well, they want to bring you down, right? Yes. But when people see you down, they want to act like they're your best friend, you right? Know? So I found it solace in the fact that, like, you know, just do you, stay on that path, create your own avenues, and be there for other people, and just be a leader. I think it's a huge thing in the creative process. I mean, you're a writer, you're a podcaster, you're a lot of things. And that's kind of how I feel with myself. I'm not just a musician, you know, I'm many things. Right. So um, having that mindset to help other people by helping yourself, I think is key. I've learned a ton by those bad things. It's almost like canceling out the negatives. Like, okay, don't do that again. Don't do this again. Right. That way I know how to cancel variables. Okay. That, that I can make this the best gig by not going through those exactly exactly it's taking those like um like don't drink a 12 back before you go on stage (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, ex- remember the words. No, exactly. It's um, you know, taking those L's like and taking them as a lesson rather than anything else. And now you know, definitely, you know, and you can't beat yourself up for it because definitely. you're like you have you have to go through it to understand it, yeah, and that's you're not, huge. You're not perfect, you know. Right. I think that's huge. You gotta you gotta know like you're, when you're wrong, you gotta take it off the chin and just move on, move forward, get better, be better. Exactly. So right. Um, and I think like a big thing is just having faith in what you're doing. Like you have a support system too. Like my family is huge in what I do. Oh, really? My mom, my sister, my little sister, my father, my stepmom, they've always been super supportive. I mean, at times things can be different with like budgeting and stuff. My whole family, I shouldn't even just mention them, my whole family, you know, that's a huge part of it. Huge. You need support from your friends, your family, you know, and when th- that's not there, just know that, you know, maybe they're busy with something else, but that's been huge for me. Oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. You have a supportive family. Yes. It makes the biggest difference. It's huge. Yeah. You need it. Everybody needs somebody. Can't do it alone. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like creating those boundaries, though, with those other people, because say some people don't have as, like, tight-knit of a family. Like, I'm very grateful. Same. I'm in the same position. Yes. So important. Um, but you can choose your family, too, who your friends are. And a big thing is having those boundaries for yourself where you know when someone's bringing you up for your benefit or bring you down to be on the same bar as them type thing. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I mean, I grew up with like a really, really tight-knit group of guys. Yeah. Like from diapers to like now. Right. So like I'm lucky in the sense of like I don't have like, you know, hateful enemy, like uh, like uh, fake friends. Right. I, I eliminated that like a couple of years ago, like my high school and college friends. Like people, God bless them. It's not, they're not bad people. Right. It's not somebody I'm going to call every day. Right. Like, friends, like you said, my friends are family. That's how I feel about my friends too. Right. And they're super supportive too. They're awesome. So. No, yeah, that's amazing. Thank God. Do any of them, um, like, have, do you have music too? Do you music? So, like, it's, that's a great question. So, all my friends have, like, a, a piece in the work. So, like, my friend Anthony, he, Anthony Rivezzi, he, um, he, his name's Aunt Rivezzi on Instagram. He does my photography and kind of semi-managing. Yeah. Bouncing ideas, scheduling, kind of keeping everything in check. My buddy Alex Flaminio, I think he goes by SB Fly. He always changes his tag. But if you look up Alex Flaminio, uh, I'll, I'll have to put this up on your thing or something like that. But he's great. <laughs> yeah, we can do a shot him all Yeah, up. I'm sorry. He's an art artist. He does work for me and work for, like, other guys. Yeah. My buddy Vinny, who I mentioned, he goes by Summit. Yeah. Uh, he writes with me, and he's he has his own projects. And uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, even guys like, you know, picking me up to go to a show, having a beer before a show. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing after the show? Um just sharing things you know they they all have a leg and they all they all have a place in it and they're all super helpful no that's amazing that's yeah, huge um it was so crazy because I had this conversation over like I think it was like a couple weekends ago but um just finding people that align with you like more than just like what you're doing on your day-to-day life like your values your morals like certain passions you guys share I think is huge and so important yeah yeah I think at the end of the day, too, like being creative, like if you're around creative people, it's going to help your creative aspect of like your mind. Exactly. You know, it's like if you're hanging out with basketball players, you're going to probably hear about basketball all the time. We always talk about what we can create and good ideas and, and such. Right. It's very. I think it's important to have good people around um, 
especially that wanted that are trying to drive to the goal that you want. Right. But also knowing that they have goals and being there for them as well is very, very important. Exactly. Or be selfish, you know what I mean? Right. Um, it's so crazy though, because obviously it's amazing. Like you're doing music, it is your career and you love it. I was in a place where um I was like starting to get really into like fashion and all this thing, which I like am obsessed with. I design like clothes here and there. Um Very cool. and I like wear my own clothes. It's so cool. And for a second there, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can actually make this of something. Like maybe I can start selling my clothes or like, you know, I'll make things for people to put out. But it made it feel less of like a hobby of mine. So I was like, you know what? Like, no, I don't want to do that for my job. I'd mm -hmm. rather do it for just like myself. Um, was there any point where you felt like I don't want to make music a job because it might take away from? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, dealing with people like not having a booking agent and a manager, an acting manager as like a 19, 20-year-old and not knowing how to talk to like certain business managers and them kind of trying to either not pay you enough or give you some sort of shit about what you said or did on the microphone. And But at the end of the day, I just move on. Um, yeah. I think that like I kind of, I mean, I definitely thought that, but it always was like, you know, the beat goes on. I don't know. It was always like, shake it off. I mean, that's kind of how I was brought up. Just keep moving forward and don't give up. Hustle. You know, work hard. So it was kind of like innate to me to like, all right, that was a really, really awful show. And that guy was a dickhead. But <laughs> fuck it. I don't, whatever. Next yeah, show. You know what exactly. Because I mean? if you let people like that bother you in general, never mind anything. So I think with music, I think the work thing, that's when it felt like work talking to people, dealing with it. Right. So if you just give me the guitar and the mic, I can play a show and I'm going to kill it. But that's when it felt like work. But it was never bad. I couldn't complain. Right. Other than a couple times. Right. Just like really mean people. But other than that. Like, yeah. Which it is a little uh, different with like music and clothes. Because if yeah, someone would ask me for something. No, I think that's, no, it's not. Because it, it's very creative. So it's like, it that's is. your like free space. Yeah, so yeah it's you're a lot right. Because like, music's like that, but it's also, you can make money on it. Right. You know, like, I mean, we're going to do merchandise for this album and I have to think about what, how good I want the merch to look, you know, and that's not something I'm good at. So I think I got to have my buddies to do stuff like that and help me out with, but it's, it is work, but you know, like that quote you said that everyone always says. Um, right. If you love <laughs> what you do, you'll never work another yes, day in your life. That one. Yeah. Yes. It's like that. And it, but it is so true because at the end of the day, like, yes, um, live your best life but we do have to survive yeah I think <laughs> so you that, have to make an income yeah, i think that people take things like i find myself doing it a lot personally like taking it too seriously when it like you know it's fun so like if you had fun doing it so much fun doing it then it wouldn't feel like that right it's so just like easy just stop overthinking it because of there's so many things going on, yes. on on social media and stuff you can take yourself out of that but still be good at it it's yes. like finding that happy medium, like, because you do have to post. Like, I right. probably wouldn't have social media without without music. Right. You know? Right. I'm like that type of guy. I like being yeah. off the map. Mm -hmm. Like, there's months of the year before that I wouldn't have a phone, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Because it's good for me. I, I don't like... For your mental. I feel like I'm getting put down sometimes, but then I'm yeah. like, get over it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of the world right now, and... Right, like, it's so what we're living in. At the end of the day, it's like, it's fun. Right, and you can make it positive and promote yeah. your stuff, too. At the end of the day, it's music, you know what I mean? Just have fun with it. And right. It's clothes and it's fashion, and that's awesome, so. Right. Um, it can be very competitive, so it is tough. It's easier it said is. than done. Right, you get more no's than yeses, yeah. you totally. know? 
But that one, yes. Totally. It can change everything. Well, that, those matter. The no's don't. Exactly. Exactly. But also just, I think that's the thing too, is it's like, if you don't know what you want to do or something, it like do the thing that's the easiest for you. Yes. Like that's what's meant you for start you. Start somewhere. Right. Start somewhere. It can be the bottom, but if it's just easy to you. It's huge. It's like, it's your gift. Oh yeah. You know, and, and you just have to go with it. It's rewarding. Those yeses are rewarding, you know. Right. Whether it's one or a hundred, you know. Right. And even when people are saying no and whatnot, being able to just look at it and be like, you know what? It's clearly not meant for me. Yeah. And it's only setting me up for something either greater or better. Yes. You know, or to teach me another lesson. Yes. Like that's exactly. Don't endorse people like just go and play music. Like, no, you might look really suck at music. Like look in the mirror and know how bad you are like, style <laughs> at the same time. Right. I don't know. It's tough because in a, in a way, even like if you, same same level as fashion. In a way, like what is perfection when it comes to art? There's no perfect way to do it. Like we were saying earlier. Yes, so we like, embrace our yeah, imperfections. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, and Didn't about everything that. in life. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you tied that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's great. And there's this other quote I found too, which I love. It's talent is good, practice is better, passion is best. Say that one more time. Talent is good, practice is better, and passion is best. I like that. So cool, right? Yes. It sounds like something my mom would have on like a wooden like thing <laughs> with an incursive. Oh, yeah. But I, I like it. Yeah, no, I literally have like a sign like that in yeah. my house. That's why <laughs> like, well, I found this quote. It's my whole um, house. Like, bitch, it's on your wall. You found this quote. <laughs> no, but I just, so I, I love that because it's like. No, that's awesome. I really like that too. It's, right? That's true. Yeah, because, I mean, you were given, like, naturally a good voice, which is amazing. I mean, I wanted to be a singer when I was younger. You bet your ass I was singing <laughs> literally anywhere and everywhere. I was such a weirdo. Like, I'm not kidding. I wanted to be famous when I was younger. I'd be in the airport, in an airport, you know, and I found, and, like, I heard that JoJo, that old singer. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. Was found in an airport. So I would just be singing in the middle of, That's like, so security funny. lines. And my parents are like, who is this five-year-old girl? Like, <laughs> screaming Ariana Grande on top of her lungs. That's awesome, Because I was like, maybe someone could find whatever. Yeah, but look at you now. Like, you're on a, you have your own radio show. Like, that's part of that is you knew that you had a talent to, like, cultivate right, people's like attention. Some, exactly. So, um, but then just, like, keep practicing, you know? Like, even if it might not be your natural-born thing, if you dedicate yourself to it and, yeah. like, you believe in yourself that you can do it, I truly believe it's possible you can. Amen. I agree. Right. Hell like yeah. think like you already have it. Amen. Hell yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so is there anything else you want to say? Yeah. So um, not to get somber or anything like that, but if my dad got diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer um, literally two weeks ago. So if you I'm could so help sorry. out. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, this is a good time. Of course. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, if you could help out by uh, donating to his GoFundMe, anything helps. It's uh, Help Iggy Garcia Fight Pancreatic Cancer. Um, it's That's Help I-G-G-Y Garcia Fight Pancreatic Cancer. And um, that's kind of just, even if it's a dollar or whatever, it's, we got up to $155,000 for him already. That's amazing. Yeah, he's, and he's fight, he just started his chemo, so he's, he's, a, he's a fighter. And uh, shout out to Dad. Shout out Ig. He's, he's a great guy. And he's oh. a police officer in Worcester. And, uh, you know, we're all behind you. And uh, also... I, I, uh, album's coming out in May So please May. listen And if you want to check out Some other stuff before then 
Um, go to iTunes and Spotify, Desi Garcia. That'd be a great help. And we got some new music on the way. That's so exciting. Yeah. So definitely go show spread some love, spread some love. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I'm so grateful you came on. Thank Appreciate you so it. much. It was Anytime. amazing having you. Hell yeah. Um, so thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Allie Rose DiDonato, my podcast page, Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Shout out Dope Entertainment. And I really hope y'all just took from this, you know, love yourself and love what you do every day because we really only have one life. And why are you going to live it doing something that doesn't make you the happiest you possibly can be? Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah.